Good evening here, everyone. Welcome to Secrets of the Sire. We talk movies, pop culture, comics. We do it all, all the fun stuff, music, TV. We do this every single Wednesday night, now starting at 8 o'clock, which is pretty awesome. And uh, we are live on Facebook. We've got an awesome new background. Anybody who's checking us out can see the new background. Ooh. We're also on Periscope. We'll be there as well uh, momentarily if you can't already see us. Um, we will be live on Periscope at Michael underscore Dolce. We've got a lot of cool things going on. We've got a lot of uh, neat, uh, exciting things happening. Uh, I'm going to end up sharing this out there into the world as well, too. Uh, we do this every week. At, again, Wednesdays, TalkingAlternative.com. Uh, we've got a new engineer. We've got Rob from the Rob and Callie Show hanging out here. We've got Sam. Sam's always here. Sam's our trusty guy. Oh, good. Periscope people. You can see the background now, too, as well, too. Uh, I'm going to say the word, too, as many times as possible as I try to angle this is exactly right. But that's... Um, that's kind of the fun part about doing live radio. You just never know what's going to happen. Welcome to the Periscope viewers. I know Saints Girl 878. She joined in, and, uh, and we had uh, one other person join in as well, too. So I apologize if I can't see you, but comment away, and uh, I will gladly, gladly call you out on air. Uh, so, boy, I got two people to talk to now. I know we had Ho Jung before, but Ho Jung was our intern, but now she has gone away. Um, before I begin, I just I want to just call out my wife here. Um, she is committed to making me fat, um, which Join the club. which is, is is okay. I have no problem with that. I really don't. No, actually, that's I actually no. I take that back. So I ate really really good today. Uh, I know this is really riveting stuff, but um, ate really really good today and was driving down here. And uh, my wife had just bought this like Klondike bars, and I was like, well, I, I have to have one. It's the summer. It's hot. And, I eat, and I'm thinking to myself, like, I ate really good today. I had a salad for lunch. It was an amazing salad. Really, really hit the spot. And then I, I'm driving down. Uh, I had just had a, a hamburger, no bun, some turkey. I mean, I'm like, I am fit. I'm like, all right, I'm going to shed that five pounds. I'm like, I, I did good enough. I, you know, no beer. I was like, okay, I can, have, I can have this Klondike bar. I eat the Klondike bar. And on the ride down, I, I just, I can feel my stomach just ballooning out. And I'm like sitting there just feeling all depressed driving in. Uh, but there's one way to get rid of the depression, and that is to uh, talk about comics and movies and TV. And that's what we do here every single week. And we got a lot of cool things. The first cool thing on the plate, though, is we are now going to officially launch our new Kickstarter. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, I actually uh, write. I draw comics. I do this. I've been doing this for 15 years. Got a new Kickstarter project called Plan 10 from Outer Space. It is the sequel to the... Um, famous Ed Wood movie that classically bombed like all those years ago um, and we uh, myself and uh, my co-writer and co-creator James Massia uh, we are uh, we're launching this thing live so if you go to Kickstarter right now go to kickstarter.com go look up M Dolce um, yeah we're literally hitting the button well I'm trying to hit the button let's get started all right I think it's live now so we're gonna tweet this sucker out we're gonna post it out here but yeah basically it's the sequel to the Ed Wood uh, classic and it begs the question um, you know why you know why try to raise the dead to destroy humanity when cell phones are doing a pretty good job of it on their own I'm actually gonna reach out to uh, my buddy James Massia if he can go ahead and, and get this thing launched because I'm like trying to look at it and I'm trying to look look good in the camera and you know trying to think it's not easy it's multitasking but um, so another funny thing too and uh, welcome Brian Anquez on the uh, Periscope feed and uh, again welcome to all our, our viewers on Secrets of the Sire Facebook page facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire uh, we have great guests tonight we have Tom Hutchinson uh, it's Hutchins Hutchison. It's no N in there. It's, that's the that's the part that makes it so hard. Or at least it, it didn't have an N in his username when I looked at it today. Um, he's gonna be joining us in uh, in the next segment. He started his own comic book company, um, and he actually got advice from me years and years and years ago. Ended up taking that advice, running with it. Doing way, way better than I ever did, um, first of all. So it's always nice to see. It's like, all right, great. I, my advice does actually work, and I just never use it, but it's, uh, you know, that's okay. Um, so, you know, essentially, um, we, um, you know, he took this advice. He started his own comic book company called Big Dog Inc. Um, they end up, ended up going on 
and and selling not selling but merging with Aspen Comics, who was Michael Turner's line. I mean, it's a bigger comic book company. I mean, they've they've been doing it now solidly since about 2007, 2008. So we're gonna have him on. He's gonna give our San Diego Comic Con preview again. We're doing some previews. Uh, San Diego Comic Con next week. We're gonna have Boom Studios on, um, and then. Comic-Con, I will be at Comic-Con in San Diego. I'll be broadcasting live from the Zenoscope booth. Um, still going to figure out the logistics of that because that's going to be a, a real challenge. But, uh, but yeah, so um, yeah, so you can dial in anytime, 877-480-4120, and uh, you can catch us. You can join our conversation. Now, we launched the Kickstarter, and that's awesome. And we were going to kind of talk about that today, but then all of a sudden, you know, I, I kind of love our industry a little bit because every time I think I know what I'm going to talk about or I at least prepare because, you know, you have to have material. I have material that goes on and on and on because you need material that goes on and on and on just in case. Something else comes up. And today it was announced through Time Magazine that there's a new Iron Man in comics. She just happens to not be a man. She also happens to be a 15-year-old black MIT female. Um, who's going to take over. It's going to be written by Brian Michael Bendis. Brian Michael Bendis um, is, of course, the ultimate Spider-Man writer. He is a tremendous writer. He's done a lot of great things, so we, we definitely don't, uh, you know, we, we definitely kind of open up and, and, and look to see, but, you know, once again, it's just one of these things. I mean, if you look at the cover, and you can see it on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire, you can go, I mean, you can go anywhere right now and see the cover, and it's tremendously... Look, it's in your face. It is, it is staring you in the face that this is a publicity move, that this is an inclusive... It's funny, like, inclusion should be a good thing. But, but when it's like blatantly plastered, like, we're being diverse and we're being inclusive, it just... It just, ugh, it just it's, it's a trigger. It's like a trigger. It, they know what they're doing. Don't get me wrong. Look, they're going out there now... And they're like, buy this comic because we're being controversial. Buy this comic because we're being like forced diversity. You know, Riri Williams, which is the character's name, could be the best character we've seen. Um, Mike, Brian Michael Bendis wrote Ultimate Spider-Man. Ultimate Spider-Man featured a black slash Hispanic um, character taking on the Spider-Man mantle. It's one of my favorite books. The artwork, uh, David Marquez does the art. He is phenomenal. If he's listening to the show, you are phenomenal, David Marquez. I've actually tweeted at you a bunch of times um, to say you are phenomenal and, and not in like a stalkerish kind of like weird way, I don't think. Maybe. Um, so there's definitely, you know, it's, it's a great... Um, and yes, we are getting into the Iron Man spinoff. Uh, Iron Man spinoff. We're going to talk about the female uh, Iron Man. That's our Periscope peeps chiming in. And uh, please, we welcome everybody to chime in and everybody to comment. I'm going to try to check out the Facebook stream as it's as it's live because um, I've actually noticed I don't see some of the comments, unfortunately, which uh, which kind of stinks, but that's okay. Um, Iron Dog. Yes, is there an Iron Dog coming out? I think that's I think that's innuendo. At down 1980. I think that's what you are. That's the one problem with the backdrop. We kind of lowered the lights a little bit. And now I'm kind of like straining to see things. I'm going to try to brighten up my monitor here. Um, but anyway, Brian Bendis, Time Magazine, um, you know, he basically said there are fans who say, show us the new stuff. And then there are fans who say, don't do anything different from when I was a kid. So when you're introducing new characters, you're always going to have people getting paranoid about us ruining their childhood. Yes, there's a faction of that. I get it. But to be honest with you, I think we're so far gone in the Marvel continuity now that any semblance to what the Marvel Universe was when I was a kid is completely different. And that's not a bad thing. Look, change happens. Uh, you know, change has been has been going on for years and years and years. That's, that's part of the deal. Like, I totally get it. Um, welcome again to more Periscope viewers as we do this. We do this every week. It's on TalkingAlternative.com. Luxurious219. Hello. Uh, did Iron Man ever die? We just got asked. No, Iron Man did not die. So the plot line, it's a great segue though. Thank you very much for the uh, segue into this again. We do this every week, every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, TalkingAlternative.com. And um, so no, Iron Man doesn't, doesn't die. According to the plot, he essentially discovers this... Riri Williams is at MIT, and um, ah, and uh, we basically uh, she basically reverse engineers Iron Man's suit, 
and kind of catches Tony Stark's attention. Tony Stark is kind of doubting himself as, do I want to be, do I want to be Iron Man anymore? Do I not want to be Iron Man anymore? So he's he's kind of like not sure what he wants to do anymore, and uh, you know all, all this kind of stuff. Welcome more Periscope viewers. Oh boy, you have long anyone with long usernames. I'm just not calling out. I apologize in advance, but that's okay. Uh, check out the new backdrop in the back. Oh yeah, it's good stuff. Um, no, so he doesn't die. Uh, he just basically says, I don't want to be Iron, Iron, Iron Man anymore. I'm going to give it to this 15-year-old girl. That should be the real controversial angle is the fact that she's 15 years old uh, in today's day and age. That's really, really young. I guess Spider-Man was 15, and maybe it's a male-female double standard. But, um, but yeah, so that's the backdrop. But, no, I don't think that the big to-do is the fact that people are worried about the childhood getting ruined. I mean, look, at the end of the day, Thor's a woman right now. Hawkeye's a girl. There's three Spider-Mans running around. Uh it's it's gone in different directions and that's not bad it's the fact that it just stares you in the face saying this is a publicity move go buy our comics go buy our comics uh now bendis did also you know kind of say that thankfully because of my involvement in the creation of miles morales and jessica jones and some other characters i'm getting the benefit of the doubt will this be a great story i think it look anything bendis writes is going to be very good uh, so we're not knocking, I'm not knocking the story. It's unlike the Ghostbusters trailer that we've kind of seen right now, which, look, I'm not knocking it because there's four women. I'm not knocking it because they turned it into The View. I'm knocking it because it really looks horrible. Like, it looks horrible. It just doesn't look good. If it looked good, I'd be like, wow, four women, I don't care. I see through that. Right now, all I see, though, is four women battling really poor CGI, and it's like, that's what I see, okay? So, you know, in this case, I think, yes, Bendis will write a great book. I'm sure the character will be three-dimensional. The irony of the move is that it is also being criticized because Bendis happens to be white, so he's writing a, a black female character, and he's a white writer. So he's getting no they're getting knocked from all sides on this, and they should. Look, this is what you do. When you throw yourself out there, look, I put myself on radio every week. I put myself on social media. If people knock me, and they want to knock me for shamelessly plugging my own Kickstarter, which is Plan 10 from Outer Space, so if you go to kickstarter.com and go look up Plan 10 from Outer Space, we're going to be plugging this thing all week. Yes, go ahead, knock me. It's okay. I get it. I'm a public figure. Marvel gets it, too and Marvel understands that they're doing this, but they're also doing this to sell books. Look, in the end, they're trying to compete in a 24-hour social media world, and it's just like the Captain America storyline before it. You know, most fans recognize Tony Stark will reclaim the mantle of Iron Man. Riri will eventually either step aside or she'll be really popular and she'll get her own book. Maybe she won't be Iron Ma uh, Iron Man. She'll be, and, and I'm not taking credit for this one, but this is good, Iron Maiden. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, Iron Maiden, that's a good one. Um, you know, but again, she will either do that, she'll either become like Miles Morales and justify her inclusion, you know, or she won't and she'll disappear like many, many others, like the four Supermen in, in 1993 when Superman died and came back. You know, uh, there's countless others when Peter Parker became Dr. Octopus. You know, it, it's all there. So in the end... I'm sure it'll be okay. But I'm curious what our guest is going to think. So coming up next, we've got Tom Hutchinson from Big Dog Inc. slash Aspen Comics going to give us his lowdown. Such a hack radio guy you are. I agree. I'm not very good at all. I mean, let's, let's, be, let's be up front. But being a hack, I'm also going to plug my Plan 10 from Outer Space. Go to Facebook.com slash Plan 10 from Outer Space. We launched the Kickstarter. At least I think we launched the Kickstarter. And uh, if, uh, if anybody's out there. Uh, checking it out. All right, when we come back, we're going to get Tom Hutchinson's uh, viewpoint on female Iron Man. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And, and welcome, welcome to, to 21st, 21st Century, Century Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun for you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business and your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21st CE Radio or Talk Alternative. Are you concerned about epilepsy, autism, or diabetes? 
Are you interested in alternative treatments, the impact of health, or new therapies? Then tune into my show, Frank About Health. I'm Frank Harrison, the host. Tune in on Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc, where you learn more about these illnesses, treatments, the social impacts, and create a dialogue with each other. That's Frank About Health, Thursdays, 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back. Trying to launch this Kickstarter, which we are now doing. T minus three, two, one. It's coming, it's coming. Drum roll. Go to kickstarter.com slash projects slash M Dolce. That's me. I'm your host, Mike Dolce. M D O L C E slash plan dash 10 dash from dash outer dash space. Just look up Plan 10 from Outer Space. Go check it out. Go check it up on the uh, Kickstarter page. As, as Sorry, the Facebook page as well. Facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire. So one other thing, too. I don't exactly know what's going on in the studio today. I mean, it might just be the heat from me, but it is, it is god-awful hot. Uh, and our guest is actually calling from another god-awful hot place, <laughs> which, is, uh, which is actually one of my favorite places. I love Arizona, by the way. If you've ever been down to Flagstaff, it is, it is kick-ass. Uh, welcome, Tom Hutchinson. Good to see you, sir. Hey, thank you very much. So, uh, Tom, you have opinions out the, uh, out the wazoo, uh, so I'm, <laughs> I am eager to hear what you think about female Iron Man. But first... Before we do anything, Tom, again, you are a comic book creator. Give a little background to the audience and uh, let them know why your opinion matters, besides the fact that you're really cool. Oh, well, there's a di- big difference between, you know, who I am and why my opinion matters, I think. But um, I- I've been doing this for, um, oh, geez, I don't know, about six years now professionally. Um, started just, actually, I just started on my own. Uh, I just wanted to kind of do my own books, Um on the side, uh, I started writing Critter and Penny for Your Soul, um, but not long into the to kind of the beginnings of those books, I lost my nine to five job. Um, and so, before I went and did anything else, I decided, hey, you know, I'm just going to uh, try my hand at this, see what I can really do with it. And that was now six six years ago, basically. So, and that's all that's all I've been doing um, is just uh, comics. But I've been a comics fan basically my whole life essentially. Um, I got my first book when I was probably about six or seven years old, and it's just kind of been a love affair with the, with the, the medium and the storytelling format since then. You know, you said something that was so fascinating to me, is that you said you lost your nine-to-five job and you decided to give it a shot. Like, I mean, how many... On, we have a, a show called 21st Century Entrepreneurs um, mm-hmm. that uh, is all about that, and, and being an entrepreneur in general to me is like just... It's, it's just been a calling since I was younger, and how great was that? Like, how fortuitous... I actually know so many people that ended up starting their own businesses, be it in comics or elsewhere, where it's like, yeah, the, you know, I needed... I had, the, I had the pull, like I wanted to, but I needed that push... And that push just happened to be, yeah, I got laid off at my job, and I said, well, I might as well do it. So that, that, I mean, I, that to me is just the most fascinating part of the story. It's like you had the free time, and you, I mean, just again, getting back into your, into your background, I mean, you put the work in. You were visiting comic stores. I mean, you, you really, you know, you, you took my advice of go make your own book really, really <laughs> far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it, I, I, I got a lot of advice from a lot of people i mean i i was hitting a lot of shows i mean i used to go to comic cons all the time san diego and so on um but when i when i really got serious about it i really wanted to talk to people that had done it whether it was just purely on their own or you know whether guys you know people who had pitched the image comics or or whoever didn't make any difference i wanted to talk to people who had done this uh done this this creator owned comic book thing because um you know I, i was new to it because I, I was always kind of the Marvel and DC guy and when I bought my comics, and, and I bought, you know, other stuff too. But um, I really didn't know how it all worked, honestly. And so I needed to talk to people who had done it, and I, I dove in, you know, hardcore, full, 
both feet in the deep end. Um, and there have been some great guys, you among them, uh, who, who really just kind of sat down and, and gave me their time, which is amazing. Um, the, the first guy who I ever really talked to, uh, seriously, um, is Todd Knock. I met him at Los oh, Angeles yeah. Wizard Con one time, and um, I basically started, you know, bugging him constantly on the other side of the table. And finally, he just said, dude, just come back here, sit next to me, let me do my commissions, and we'll talk all week while I do my commissions. And uh, so for almost the whole weekend, he just kind of gave me those little little tips and tidbits and secrets that, that he knew from doing things like Wild Guard and uh, stuff like that. So, um, you know, it, I got really lucky, honestly, early on, and, and got a lot of great advice from a lot of great people, and I just basically tried to put that to use as, as best I could. That's awesome. It really is. Okay, so we gave the audience just a little, a little, uh, you know, backstory just to give you a good setup and a drum roll. And again, to everybody, welcome to our Periscope people, um, people that just signed on. We welcome you. We do this every uh, Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern on TalkingAlternative.com. It gets turned into a podcast. We have a SoundCloud account, so check us out. Secrets of the Sire. It's every week, Secrets of the Sire. That's S-I-R-E, and that's my comic book character as well. Um, so t- we gave a great backstory. We gave a good drum roll. What do you think about female Iron Man? Does it make you want to hurl? Are you intrigued? What do you think here? Uh, well, honestly, uh, you know, when you, when you called me and said, uh, hey, do you want to do this show? I was like, yeah, let's do it. Uh, and then, of course, this thing came out, and um, <laughs> I felt like I was being submarine here. But, um, <laughs> you know, hey, we know this thing's going to happen. Tom, maybe Tom doesn't know about it. Let's get him on here to say something <laughs> stupid. Um but, but here's the reality, and honestly, I, I was listening to you talking about it, um, you know, as, as you started up. So I'm kind of glad that we're on the same page here. Uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not the kind of guy who just falls in love with, with the idea of just this forced diversity. I mean, you, you use the term, and it's exactly right. Um, there's nothing wrong with this character. There's nothing wrong with this creative team. Mm-hmm. nothing wrong with this storyline that they've come up with. I mean, it sounds kind of cool, but... It, it, it is maybe only just a step around some of this other kind of forced diversity stuff that we've had that we all know she's not going to be Iron Man forever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how long this is going to last, nobody knows really, but she's not going to be Iron Man forever. So what's, so really the story is is what what's going to bring Iron Man back and then what is her place in the Iron Man slash Marvel Universe going to be and will anyone care at that point when she's right. not quote-unquote Iron Man. Mm-hmm. That's really actually the story that's going to end up mattering more so than just this origin story of how she gets the Iron Man armor and does whatever it is that she's going to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I applaud diversity, whether it's in character development or whether it's in creator use, you know, whoever's writing, drawing, etc. Um, but I'm, I've always been a fan of stories and characters growing organically mm-hmm. rather than just, oh, you know what? Let's just make Iceman gay now. Yeah, it's like what? What? How? Where did that come from? Um, the funny thing about Iceman being gay as, as publicity gimmicks, like you said, it comes off as stunt. It comes off as something to get the twenty-four hour news cycle excited yeah. for twenty-four hours before they go on and you know turn somebody else gay or turn somebody else into a woman or whatever they decide they're going to do this particular week or month. So you know. Maybe it'll be good, maybe it'll be nothing again, um, but we won't really know until it comes out and, and people start to either latch on or reject it. Um, and I don't really think people will reject it. I, like I said, I think the, the real question will be when they set the status quo back, what will her place be and will people then continue to follow it? You know, two comments. One, I think uh, Iceman being gay is actually made him much more interesting of a character because he was pretty boring <laughs> to begin with. I think, actually, everyone always thought he was gay anyway. So they were like, now he's actually kind of interesting. So that's that's good. But second, uh, you know what's the funny thing about this? And this is actually a testament to the medium uh, of comics. I... I Everything that Bendis is doing, he's done it with Miles Morales. Miles Morales is one of my favorite characters. And again, I kind of had the same reaction when when they did it, but they did it in the Ultimate Universe. So my reaction was kind of already tempered. I was like, okay, Ultimate Universe. They can do whatever they want. They can take... They can take our characters that we grew up and loved and put this like new millennial twist on it, and and it doesn't 
disrupt, dis, you know, disturb what we've kind of already done. But I gotta give Absolutely. it. To, I gotta give it to Stefano Caselli, the the artist. I'm not sure if he did the cover or not. That cover. If you've seen the image, I don't know if you have seen the image. I don't know if our viewers have seen the image. Of uh, anybody who joined in our Periscope feed have seen the image of the black female Iron Man. I mean, it's it's just so bold. She's got the giant, you know, Afro hair. She's got this like like this look, like this, you know, it looks badass, but it also is just so in your face that we're doing diversity, and it's like, oh, you know, I want to like her, and I probably will like her, because I think Bendis writes great stuff, but that that image is just like, it's so defiant. I don't know if you've seen it. What do you think of the cover? Yeah, I have seen the cover, um, uh, and I like it. I mean, I think it looks cool, um, but you're right. It is it is a very, hey, look at us, we're doing diversity again thing. Um, so it, it, it's really hard to talk about something when it, when we're at least two months out of yeah. of the actual story hitting, because all we're really reacting to is an image right now. Um, and But I think, bottom line, I think the image looks cool, but it does come off at this point as, as feeling like another publicity stunt for switching whatever they want to switch, however they want to switch it. You know, it, it, this goes back to the 90s when, when Artemis became Wonder Woman and Batman got his back broken and you know, and then everything just came back to normal. Uh, it, that's a that's a cycle that in comics that that I, I don't know. It, I, somehow it can't keep happening because <laughs> you're just you're just regurgitating sort of the same. It's not the same characters and exact same stories. You're you're regurgitating the same ideas as you know. Basically, well, here's a great example. When when uh, oh god, when Dick Grayson became Batman, I thought, holy crap! Here's a moment in time for comics to actually grow and move forward in a absolutely 100% organic and believable way with these characters. Mm-hmm. And I was 100% behind that idea and that thought process, and I liked the book when it came out. Um, I, was, I was actually, and in my mind, for some reason, I was actually caught up in the moment so much that it didn't even occur to me that, you know what, Bruce Wayne's probably going to come back. I, it wasn't in my head. I'm like, oh my God, Dick Grayson is Batman? That's amazing. Right. Um, and and then of course Bruce came back and we got our status quo back, uh, you know. But that was a great way of of doing something different um, with a character through organic storytelling. Just let it happen the way that it quote unquote should happen, and you can get a great reaction out of it. Um, or or it's not a great reaction, at least a great story out of it. To me, um, I don't remember how it was actually perceived. I know everybody kind of had their own ways of thinking about it, but to me, I thought that was great. So. Um, so in this case, it's like, oh, well, you know, here's another Iron Man character. Uh, she happens to be a girl. She has to be black. Fine, whatever. Um, but the way that it's being marketed is, I think, ultimately the problem at this point, which is basically just here's a stunt that we're doing as usual. Right. Um, and let's hope that what we're throwing against the wall sticks and we get something good out of it. I mean, to be fair, look, they're competing against everything else out there. Comic books yep. are kind of like a forgotten um, you know they're never going to go away, and thanks to the success of the movies, like studio Hollywood studios will fund these things for the next twenty years, just so that sure. people can write storylines like this and hopefully end up getting us, you know, in there. So, um, so in that regard, I can't blame Marvel. Um, but yeah, you, you know, it's just it's the it's the publicity, you know, the publicizing of it that I think is the big issue. But we're going to talk some positive stuff when we come back. Can you stick around one more segment? Absolutely. All right, we're going to talk San Diego Comic-Con. We're doing our San Diego Comic-Con preview. Let me know what's up with Big Dog. Let me know what's up with Aspen. And uh, we'll take any Periscope person that wants to chime in. We'll take any Facebook comments as well and see what the great Tom Hutchinson thinks about it. And also, I want to grill you on <laughs> I want to grill you on uh, your, your Batman v. Superman versus Civil War, because I know that's also a fun conversation. When we return. Sure. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hi, 
Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. Are you looking for a show where people talk about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Well, then you have come to the right place because The Rob and Callie Show is doing just that. For the last 10 years, Rob and I have been having our own version of Sunday morning therapy sessions on the phone. And now we're bringing it to the radio. So tune in and call in live Wednesdays, 8 to 8.30 on talkradio.myc. And that's Eastern Standard Time. So join us. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back, Secrets of the Sire. We welcome all of our Periscope viewers, which I think is right now my wife, which is awesome. Hi, wifey. I um, want to welcome our guest, Tom Hutchinson, as well. Um, just a, a quick note for everybody. Again, we launched our Kickstarter. If you go into kickstarter.com, look up uh, my name, Mike Dolce, Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-D-O-L-C-E. We want to congratulate, oh, we got Jersey Jedi as well coming on Periscope. And we've got Hell Houston. I guess people are waiting out the commercials, because I've noticed people just drop in and out on the commercials, which Sam, our engineer who also runs the station, is very, very disappointed at, because he would like to run those commercials and have people hear him. Hello, Tio Chimp as well. All right, welcome back to uh, Tom. Uh, one of the things that um, we were kind of talking about, and, and my engineer Sam kind of chimed in, uh, was that the storyline itself for the Iron Man, we're going to get to the San Diego Comic-Con preview, I promise, but uh, people... Uh, want to always chime in on this topic um, is that it, it is this like you know down and out person from Chicago and he based it Bendis based it on a true story and you know and and she's like an MIT you know it, it Tom it just it has all the makings of a great story and it just irritates the hell out of me at the same time like does it uh, like I, I guess more it, I guess it's working right like it's working well, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it does have the, the makings of, of a good story, which is great. They put thought into it, which isn't always the case when when these types of things happen. I mean, clearly he's got a thought process, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, but it's, like you've said, it's the marketing of it. It's how you say it. it it's, it's them coming out and saying, hey, by the way, we have a black female character who's going to be Iron Man now. Well, <laughs> yeah, whatever. I mean, you know, we, we've seen this stuff before. They made it the complete. I mean, it's it's really funny if you think about it. Like, what is the total opposite of Iron Man? Like, rich white dude, old guy. It's like let's make uh-huh. her young. <laughs> let's make the character young, black, and female. That's completely right. different. Like, that's a complete opposite. I, I mean, again, it just uh, it, it it it's it's just that kind of like antagonistic uh, behavior that that. You know, that just, I think it irks the longtime fans, it irks people in general. And then it gets the, the crusaders, of course, the online crusaders. Well, you're racist. No, we're not racist. We just, you know, create her and make and publicize her as a new character. It'd be really great. Correct. You know, that's all. It's just, you know, we want to see new characters. We don't need to necessarily see it all, you know, change. Um, okay, I want to get on to... Yeah, I mean, oh, sorry, go ahead. And we don't need, you know, 20 copies of the same character either. Uh, exactly, I agree with that as well too. All right, let me get to some real controversial stuff. I, I, if I if I read your Facebook posts correct, which we haven't had a chance to talk, you you kind of actually like Batman v Superman better than Civil War. Am I right or am I wrong on that? Uh, it's it's close, but yeah, a little bit more. <laughs> See that now that's <laughs> controversial. Now go in, please tell me, <laughs> give me your rationale as to how Batman v Superman is actually better than Civil War, and I'll probably agree with you. But go ahead. Well, Civil War, it, it, it came in behind the eight ball for me uh, just solely because it was Civil War. I, I've been there. I've done that. I, I know the basic story. I know how it's going to work and so on. So that was that, that, that started it off bad for me. I, I, I love the Marvel movies as a whole, but um, I'm not really a fan of this adaption of comic book stories into movie stories. So it's kind of already what – and it was the weird part was I was about – I was about maybe 45 minutes in, and I realized I was sitting in the theater, and I was reaching for my phone. Like, I was at home yeah. watching a DVD, but I was in the theater, and I started to reach for my phone because I was literally bored as to what was going on. And I stopped myself, like, what the hell am I doing? But basically, Civil War, uh, 
I mean, it was a great, uh, great action scene. The, the fight at the airport and everything was was awesome to see visually. As always, these movies are are great. But from from a character standpoint, I, I got nothing out of this thing. Uh, I didn't really see. Um, I, I've heard all kinds of weird complaints about the movie that I don't necessarily agree with. My my own are basically just I was I was bored. I knew it was coming almost at. Every point, um, I, I, it's hard not to talk about this. I guess it's old enough that we don't have to worry about spoilers necessarily. Yeah, but the, you, you can, the whole Winter Soldier thing at the end—I mean, if you didn't see that coming, I don't—I don't know how I can help you. But it's from a story standpoint, from a writing standpoint, it just was all this this flatline, uh, linear thing that that didn't throw me for a loop, didn't surprise me, it didn't shock me, it didn't really make me. I Spider-Man was better than I thought. I'll give them credit for Spidey. Um, but I, it just didn't work for me from from like a, a oh my god standpoint. Um, not a terrible movie. Don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here saying that it was a terrible movie because it wasn't. But it just it just bored me. Um, on to Batman versus Superman. Um, I I am I hated Man of Steel. Um, <laughs> I was really. I think I think what helped what helped Batman vs Superman is they came in with almost no expectations. Uh, because uh, Man of Steel was Helsing. so bad. You did the Van Helsing. It had to be better, and and I think it was. Yeah, go ahead. You did the Van Helsing. See, that's what it was. I remember Van Helsing. I heard was like <laughs> the worst movie known to man. So by the time I eventually <laughs> saw it, I was like, that was actually pretty good. I don't know what everyone's talking about. So so. It might not have been a better movie. You just had such low expectations going in that it just probably didn't meet that then. Yeah, I, I think so. I, and I think that's why I, I kind of really kind of layered them almost really together. Um, but I, I did like Batman versus Superman better outside of Luthor. Uh, every scene that he was in, I wanted to just fast forward through. Um, but in, in the theater. You know, <laughs> yeah, in theater. I just can I can I get a fast forward here, please? I don't yeah. need to hear him talk ever again. Um, and I like him as an actor, but so I like Jesse Eisenberg too. I do too. Um, but you know, I was really concerned about Batman, or not Batman, but uh, Affleck as Batman. Um, not be, again, not because of the actor. He's a great actor, but I thought for sure that all I was going to see is not Batman, but. I was going to see that chin. I was going to see, yeah, that's just Alfred like as Batman. <laughs> but they did costume really well, and it kind of hid the chin. And um, you know, they, they pulled a lot of things off well that I didn't expect that they would. And Wonder Woman was fantastic. Yep. And I thought for sure, I, I, I was like, I had no idea what to expect with Gal because I'd only seen her in the Fast and the Furious movies, and that's not exactly like you know high level acting stuff going on. So when she came off as Diana Prince and as Wonder Woman, I was like, yes. Yeah. So I actually, Batman vs Superman gave me a yes moment um, <laughs> for sure, and that was that was Wonder Woman. And so I think that's probably, if anything else, that's what kind of leveled it up just enough over over Civil War for me. I, you know what? I would say that Civil War to me was a better movie, and, and we've said it before. And again, spoilers at this point I think can be kind of thrown out the window a little bit. If you haven't seen Civil War by now, then you know I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, my only complaint with Civil War was the, the nonsensical plot at the end, essentially that the that the bad guy essentially was just counting on two guys being in the same room at the same time. Like if they never showed up, like he would just be. I would love to do a little comic strip where he's just kind of like waiting for people to show up, and it's yeah. just like eventually somebody will show up, but they don't kind of show up. And he's kind of like, well, shit, what was I doing now? You know, and he's, he's like, come on, I tore apart the Avengers. And, and I want to, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's things like that where, you know, I don't know, just very, uh, very upsetting and annoying to me. Uh, I apologize to anybody listening who's got a very loud hum going on right now. We got a little technical difficulties going on, but we'll, we'll get that back uh, in a second. Um, so, Tom, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, awesome. Good. Technical difficulties. This is live radio. That's kind of the fun part. Anybody joining us on Periscope or Facebook, uh, we do this every week, Wednesday, 8 p.m., TalkingAlternative.com. It gets turned into a podcast. It's on every podcasting app. It's on my SoundCloud account, SoundCloud.com slash Secrets of the Sire. Uh, we have a lot of fun here every week, and we talk about some fun stuff. Fun thing to talk about right now is San Diego Comic-Con. It's coming up in sure. uh, three weeks. I'll be down down there as well, or out there, I guess, because I'm on the East Coast. So that would technically be out. I'll have my own table. Uh, you'll be at the Aspen slash Big Dog Inc. booth. Uh, what's um, you know? Actually, give a little background as to the merger that happened 
between your company and Aspen, which, by the way, kudos again for just pulling off, you know, just making really sound business decisions. And from the entrepreneurial side of me, it, it just like it's like hands clapping. If I could do the hands clapping emoji, I'll do that. In, I'll do that in the Periscope feed and the Facebook feed right now. I'll do the hands clapping. But uh, give a little background on that, and then give us a little of what's uh, what's to come for for San Diego. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, basically, 2014, um, we had just done C2E2 in Chicago, and we had the, the biggest booth in the entire hall next to Marvel. It was Marvel, and then it was us, and then it was everybody else. Guess how many times we were approached by media or anyone the entire weekend? The answer is zero, mm-hmm. outside of our uh, the small guys. But, like, all the big guys basically ignored us. Um, and so we got to thinking as to whether or not we had to sort of reset what we did in some way um, to to try and either gain the I don't know the, the the marketing power that we need to to you know be on part of Newsarama to be a part of comic book resources etc. Or if we're just going to say you know what forget it why are we bothering? We know what we do we know how we do it we know the people that want what we do let's just reset this and, and focus on that. Um, but at that time we also had the idea of you know how do we also increase our, our retail uh, store um, visibility? Mm-hmm. And we came to the conclusion that what, would, what was probably going to be needed was to have somebody put their name behind us and say, hey, you know what? We think Big Dog Inc. is awesome, and we're going to help them grow. And by default, you should now think that they're awesome, too. And um, when we started to think about who we might want to partner up with, there's a lot of options out there, obviously, but we've always had a great relationship with uh, with Frank and Vince and Peter at, at Aspen. Great guys. Um, and so they were really the first people we went and talked to, and we just told them, hey, look, this is where we are. This is what we do. You know us. Does it make sense to you if we were to sort of, you know, bring our stuff over and, and uh, let Aspen become our publisher? And so, you know, it took, uh, it took a while. We, we knocked it all out. And um, in the end of 2014, we announced the merger at New York Comic Con. And then uh, about, what is that, about maybe six months later, four or five months later, we had uh, Scheherazade out um, the following year, and we, we got it all started. And now we're, we're into our, our year and a half with them now. Um, they do San Diego every year. Their booth is really cool. It's right in the middle of a hall, right in, right in between Marvel and DC, which is great. Um, and we are now part of all the shows that they do. So um, when you come to Aspen, you get BDI as well, or if you come for BDI, you get Aspen <laughs> as well, however you want to look at it, and it's, it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. um, as far as this year at San Diego, um, there's most of what's happening at the San Diego this year, because it's July, um, is going to be the Aspen, uh, the first crossover that Aspen's done with their with their characters. Um, uh, Fathom and Soulfire Revelations is their, their big kind of summer event that's happening. So it's the first time any of their characters have ever crossed over together, which is pretty cool. That's, um, that's and surprising. It, it's not just those two characters. It really goes into their whole line of books and, and trying to figure out how to kind of do some really cool things as far as kind of, uni- not, I won't say unifying the, the universes, but, um, well, I won't say anymore, but I think you get the <laughs> idea. Uh, and it's going to be a really cool book. It's going to be a cool series, and it's going to have some really cool, again, organic, fun effects that come out of it um, for, for next year. Uh, as far as BDI goes, um, we just wrapped up. Well, actually, I think it'll be out maybe in the next week or so. We just wrapped up our, our first brand-new series through Aspen because we had been doing some reprints mm-hmm. with some uh, new backup material in, in them with uh, Critter and Legend of Oz. There's new backup stories in them, but they were basically reprints of the original books. Uh-huh. Um, but we just did a TikTok series, which is a spinoff from Oz, which will be wrapping up in the next week or so. Um, and then we will have the debut of our second uh, BDI art book at San Diego. Uh, so that'll be super awesome. And then we're, well, I'm actually talking with Frank and Vince, and, and we're figuring out kind of what the, the last half of the of this year is going to be. There'll be some more Oz reprints, and then we're looking at, you know, getting a nice mix of, of you know, sort of reprints and new stuff uh, starting early next year. That's awesome. All right, 30 seconds. How do we find you? Where do we find you? And what shows are you going to be at in the next, uh, besides San Diego? Yeah, it's Big Dog Inc. with a K dot com. Uh, Twitter is TJH Big Dog Inc. Um, Instagram's Critters Daddy. We're on Facebook, of course, both me and um, the company, Big Dog Inc. Um, I'm going to be at San Diego. going to be at 
uh, I believe Dragon Con, going to be at New York Comic Con, going to be at Tucson. We're, we do shows all over the place. Uh, and we're doing a Kickstarter, too, as well. We'll be starting ours uh, August 6th. So there's a lot going on. Post it to the page, baby. Let me uh, let me help uh, pump that as much as I can. Tom, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, when we come back, we're going to do some uh, some Twitter and Facebook feedback on female Iron Man. You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. TalkingAlternative.com Try not to butcher this. Welcome back to Seekers of the Sire. Espada Primera Stark. Thank you for joining us on Periscope. Oh, TGH Big Dog Inc., thank you for joining us on Periscope, and thank you for joining us as our featured guest today. We do this every week, 8 p.m., talking alternative. We talk movies, comics, pop culture. We talk the stories of the day. We got a couple. Um, we want to get back to what we kind of originally talked about, which was um, Iron Man is now a female black 15 year old um so she's not an iron man she's an iron maiden and yeah i know we're gonna we're gonna run that joke into the ground i think we just did um you can always run our jokes in the ground by uh, checking out the soundcloud.com slash secrets of the sire that's s-i-r-e um and you can also check out our kickstarter congrats to steve hovecki he's our first backer just backed our book 70 bucks thank you so much steve we appreciate all the work you did to uh, log on and support our book. So we appreciate that. Anybody else that wants to support our book, you can go to facebook.com slash plan 10 from outer space. Space. Blah, blah, blah. That's the last and end of the show. Secret of the Sire, brought to you by the Plan 10 Kickstarter. That's right. The sequel to the Edwood classic begs the question, why raise the dead to destroy humanity when our cell phone culture is doing a fine job of its on its own? It's a fun book, a lot of cool pop culture references, and a nice little twist that pits aliens versus humans versus technology. Uh, You've got cheerleaders beating each other up. You've got uh, a kick-ass female character, which we were actually just talking about. I was talking to Rob from the Robin Cali Show. You can catch his show on Tuesdays at 8, hour long. All right, TalkingAlternative.com. And uh, we miss our friends at 21st Century Entrepreneur as well. All right, so we were talking... Female Iron Man, some of the tweets that were out there. How is Iron Man going to be a woman? I'm all for equality, but come on, that's legit, not what the character is. You know, again, yeah, it, it really, that's the thing that really bothers people, and, and it bothers me from, from in a trigger sense. And no, I'm not a racist, and no, I'm not like a misogynist who doesn't think that female characters have a place in this world. I'm not against the, the Ghostbusters movie, which we'll talk about next week. Because it has four female characters. Right now, I think it's going to suck. I think it's actually just going to suck because it looks sucky. Like it, just, it just doesn't look good. Bendis does a nice job of writing good characters. So I have, I have all the confidence in the world that this storyline will be good. Um, but again, it is, it's look at shock value. It just is what it is. Uh, one guy, space, at Spaceman underscore Spiff, or at Space underscore Man underscore Spiff, which was a great Calvin and Hobbes reference. Love that. Well, that's that. Looks like I'm burning my copy of Iron Man 3. Now, that's... I'm, a, I'm assuming he's not being serious because that's actually hilarious because Iron Man 3 was not great. So I'm just assuming that was hilarious and not um, a feminine and anti... 
uh, feminist, racist, you know, kind of comment. Brett Booth at Demon Puppy. I know it's a bit racist of me, but the only person who can be Iron Man is Robert Downey Jr. That's not, uh, yeah, again, he's being tongue in cheek. This is Twitter. I mean, we're trying to interpret this as best we can. Um, we had uh, one guy on Facebook, I, you know, I just basically did some trolling and found some really great, um, some great reactions to this. And um, we have at Espada Primera Stark. I'm, yeah, why can't she be an Iron Girl versus Iron Man? It's like changing Storm to a white African versus as is. No, and agreed. Uh, thank you uh, at Espada Primera Stark. Thank you for that comment. It is, and it, it just look. It's it's the exact total opposite of what Tony Stark is. Like he is a rich old white guy. They made her a poor. Uh, female black girl. I mean, that's that's basically like that color wheel that you throw up on the on the board and you spin it around. Like, what is the act exact opposite of what you land on? And that's what they made her. I, I get it. And look, it's it's there so that we're talking about it. Immediately, we're talking about it. I wasn't going to talk about anything related to this today because there was no news like this today. I was actually going to talk about Matt Damon, which I'll talk about in a second. Um, you know. Yeah, no, I agree. I, look, it's doing it so we talk about it. It's doing it so we go pick up books. Um, it's doing it because there's some forced diversity. There's some inclusion. Marvel's everyone is is included now. Everyone is is gay, female, uh, minority. Uh, it's you know down with the white guys. The only white guy they've actually still kind of kept up is Peter Parker, which um, now they made him like a, a bazillionaire um, mogul out in Japan. So uh, kudos to Dan Slot for taking that in a different direction as well um facebook user in the past i had reservations about creators changing the race gender orientation of existing characters too often it feels forced uh that's is christopher gwyn commenting on facebook but i am intrigued with the potential as character remember iron man's powers come from the suit and tony's super genius iq if written correctly riri williams could be a completely different character than tony's iron man agreed look we've said it before we think the story is going to be just fine bendis is a, is i mean he's bendis he's great uh, he's just great, so it will be a great story. Um, but again, it's it's really tugging at the at the longtime fans and just trying to get news, and that's what they're doing, and they're doing it really well. Um, if you want to prove that minority women can enter the STEM field, make a new character that represents that. Why does she have to emulate a man and fill his shoes and basically repeat his steps? She can find her own claim to fame, according to the message you were trying to send. That was another Facebook user, Connor Arbiter. That's a that's just point blank right. I mean, in a sense, the funny irony to the Iron Man female thing, again, I brought it up earlier in the first segment, is the fact that people are taking hate, the fact that Brian Bendis is a short, little, bald, white guy writing this character. Not that he's, I mean, I just threw in the short, bald part. He is short and bald, by the way. He's very short, very bald. But but um, at the same time, like, they're just knocking him for not, you know, they're actually knocking Marvel. They're like, great, you introduced this potentially strong young female black character and it's a white old dude writing him look there's there's some irony to that too right i mean in a sense diversity is supposed to be like well we're evening the playing field so everyone gets a chance everyone except white guys should have a say and should have a voice even though bendis is one of the best writers of all time like how can you knock that it's like it's like let's take the shakespeare of comics maybe he's not the shakespeare of comics but he's up there maybe the walt whitman of comics and let's take someone who's really revered, and, and he's going to write this character, but now the people who are for diversity can't see through color, right? They can't, they're, now they're judging him based on his color of his skin while screaming that there's not enough diversity at the same time. You know, it can't have it both ways, guys. I mean, there's, there's something about that. Um, there was another uh, fan of Marvel comic, Phil Vargas, Thor is Jane, Hawkeye is a girl, Wolverine is X-23, Hulk is Cho, Cap is Cap, but he's on the wrong side. Or is it Falcon, Captain America? We have three spider people. Yeah, look, I'm not worried about the history of Marvel continuity getting ruined. Uh, it's been, it's so far beyond what I read as a kid uh, that, fine, take it in every direction. There's no reason an ultimate universe can't be the real universe. There's no reason why you can't do this or that. Um, and if it gets people in comic stores, that's great. Um, I would love to see comics on stands and newsstands again. That would be great, too. Um, digital comics are a whole other thing. We've talked about that in the past. You can always check out our previous podcasts, soundcloud.com slash secrets of the sire. All right. I want to talk quick. We, uh, we go spinning the racks. We do this every week. Kind of take the news of the day. Uh, one of the, um, one of the news of the day was, uh, Boom Studios got, one of their books optioned for a movie starring Michael Keaton. It's called uh, Imagine Agents. We're going to have Boom Studios on next week to give us a San Diego um, Comic-Con preview. Uh, so kudos to Boom. Boom is another example of just like a comic book company. Like, 
again, the entrepreneurial spirit in me just I, loves seeing these comic book companies like take off. And and I wanted to do this back in the day, and I still do. But you know. Yankee Boy 1042, welcome to our broadcast. We do this live every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. TalkingAlternative.com. You know, so to see another comic book company thrive, to see Big Dog Inc. thrive and merge with Aspen, to see Aspen survive, you know, the the uh, way too short uh, passing of Michael Turner and, and still thrive as a comic book company. I mean, that's the kind of stuff we want to see. Uh, so it's great to see that. So that was done. But then the other big news item of the day, which I was actually going to lead with, instead we're just going to kind of exit with it, was the Matt Damon um, interview he did in Australian radio. I don't know if anybody caught that. Uh, basically, he's promoting the Born, I, the new Born movie, the new Jason Born movie, and he talks obviously about. And and look, this is clickbait material, guys. So I get it. Um, it it's but we're a talk show, and that's what we do. We we take these these incendiary things and we talk about it. And he basically says to Australia, the Australian radio guy, he's like, I wish we could have the kind of gun laws you guys did. They basically, I guess, Australia, they had a mass shooting 20 years ago and they enacted like swift ban on all assault rifles and this and that. They've still had four mass shootings since then, by the way, which no one seems to mention, but that's, a, you know, neither here nor there. Um, but meanwhile, he got kind of bashed by the right wing. Um, and in this case, I got to be honest with you, I'm not. I, I see why. He basically, he's on there promoting a gun-toting, gun-wielding guy, and he's like, I wish we could ban all assault rifles and all assault guns. I don't have a problem. A lot of people are like, oh, actors should just act, and musicians, just play your music. I didn't, I didn't pay to hear your politics. Now, I have no problem with him voicing an opinion. I just think he's got to pick a smarter time and place or a better movie. Welcome to Amazing Smash um, on Periscope as well. I think that if Matt Damon had just picked a better you know, time. Have it when he's promoting the welcome, you know, we bought a zoo movie, right? You know, that's a good one. You know, animal cruelty makes total sense. If he's against animal cruelty, you're in the exact movie that's perfect for it. But if you're actually in the movie where you're just killing loads of people, there's collateral damage, there's potentially innocents getting slaughtered. Don't be like, yeah, and we should ban all guns because you're going to get, you're going to get, um, you're going to get hammered, and kind of rightfully so. Um, there's also, you know, one other thing with the gun control thing. And, you know, I I, I always go back to this. Uh, welcome to um, at Hermius One, who just joined the party as well. Um, we'll we'll talk more about this next week. I think we are actually kind of hitting the wall. We do this every week. It's on TalkingAlternative.com. It's the Secrets of the Sire, S-I-R-E. You can check us out on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire. Uh, we are a radio show and podcast. You're, we're on SoundCloud.com slash Secrets of the Sire. We're on Facebook. Uh, why are you speaking in a microphone? Because we do this live every week. We're actually on live on TalkingAlternative.com. And we're actually up against the wall. So you picked the wrong time to sign on. But I hope you sign on next week, 8 p.m. Eastern, TalkingAlternative.com. You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you concerned about epilepsy, autism, or diabetes? Are you interested in alternative treatments, the impact of health, or new therapies? Then tune into my show, Frank About Health. I'm Frank Harrison, the host. Tune in on Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc, where you learn more about these illnesses, treatments, the social impacts, and create a dialogue with each other. That's Frank About Health, Thursdays, 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. 
Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And, and welcome, welcome to, to 21st, 21st Century Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun for you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business and your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21st CE Radio or Talk Alternative. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network, 